hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. G'day guys and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. Before we get into the episode, just want to do an announcement that doors are open for the Ending Body Burnout Method. And we only open the doors a couple of times a year, so just letting you know there are limited spaces available. If you're keen to finally get to the root cause of your body burnout and heal your whole self for lasting results, then apply to secure a spot in our Ending Body Burnout Method. Doors are open now until the 29th of August, so get in on our hugely discounted beta prices. Prices will pretty much double next time. And and and, and as a part of the doors being open, we are running a free three-day live Beat Body Burnout and Perfectionism event, kicking off next week, the 22nd of August. So stay tuned for that and uh, let's roll this episode. Yeah, so we're actually going to be talking about perfectionism today and how it affects our body systems if you're running a perfectionism pattern. So first of all, what what is it? I mean, most people throw that term around. Basically, perfectionism is all about always striving to be perfect. So when you're running this pattern, you are always trying to do things perfect. Nothing ever feels like what you do is good enough. You don't ever feel like you're good enough. So you end up overdoing, staying busy and never really reaching the goalpost, which is a recipe for body burnout. So people think, some people think that perfectionism is actually having high standards. Oh, I'm a perfectionist. I have exceptional high standards. But the thing is, perfectionism actually means you have no standards at all. So there's no goalpost. There's no postal signal to say, oh, when you get here, you've done a great job. You've done enough. You can stop now. That post is always moving ahead of you and you can never quite catch up to it. Therefore, Perfectionism actually means you have no standards at all. That's interesting. Um, a lot of times I get into what I know now as a perfectionism cycle or run that strategy. And um, I think when I'm less intentional, when I, when I don't come in with an intention and a clearly well-formed outcome in mind – and dedicated time to 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 do the thing or or to be the be the person, uh, you know. I just don't. I'm just not clear. I'm not clear on what 
is what I'm going to expect from myself, what I'm going to expect from the thing that I'm doing. And that can show up as just constant tinkering, doing and, and, um, and perfection. Mm, maybe we'll give some examples of both like how it's shown up or maybe still pops up from time to time for both of us. Mm. Um, so yours is tinkering. <laughs> oh, my tinkering, goodness. Man, Sometimes yeah, with the landing page that we're creating for the website, Chris does a lot of that for us with our EA. But I'm just like, Chris, it's great. It's perfect. And he'll do these beautiful slides and he's like, this picture or this picture or this picture or this picture. And he's got like 10 different versions that all pretty much look the same. And I'm like, they all look good, just that one. <laughs> mm, yeah, and, and then what's... And then we're like, what's underneath all that? I think it's a, yeah. So in that, in that instance, it wasn't so much of perfectionism. It was a lack of intention, intentional clarity at the start going into the, into the activity or the task, but also a prioritization and an overvaluing of external validation and, um, and less of a value on internal validation and, and self-worth as it applies to, to that thing or that task. And mm. I think that that shows up under the broad categories of um, perfectionism. Mm. Definitely for me in the past, like I'm thinking as a teenager, uni years, perfectionism showed up academically for me. I was never happy if I got anything less than an A. Even an A minus was a bit like, oh, what the heck? And so that drove this pattern of overdoing, overstudying, overthinking, tinkering with every little word in my essay or whatever I was doing. Um, I actually loved exams, but it was because I did a bucket load of preparation before it. I memorized if I was going in and there were potential three questions to write an essay, I'd memorized three different essays so that if I got that question, I would just like, I'd I'd know exactly what I was about to write. Holy smokes. Uh, (laughs) I was was, uh, maxed out at knowing that there was an actual exam on at that day. (laughs) And so for me, like that caused so much nervous system dysregulation to the point that I was having vasovagal episodes, Mm. fainting, having weird fits, peeing myself developed PCOS infertility later on. Well, I probably had that as I had PCOS, but didn't realize I had infertility till we started having a baby, <laughs> gut issues. And then those all those physical symptoms started popping up. Um, and the more I have untangled those patterns, so that doesn't show up very often in work anymore. Like I am happy to slap together something that is pretty good that is authentic or true and you know like cool that's great however I've been really maybe because I knew we were doing this podcast and this um this three-day live event that's coming up all about body burnout and perfectionism and I've just been looking I'm like are there still any subtle ways that I'm still showing up with perfectionism patterns so this past month I've been doing, um, well, training actually, but in the process doing work on myself around trauma and my mentor said, okay, you have to listen to this. Um, it's kind of like a meditational, I guess, dynamic reimagining recording every day, <laughs> every day before I see you next. And I'm like, yep, that's okay. I can do that. First time round, I missed a day. 
And right before my next appointment with my mentor, I'm listening to this meditation in the shower as I'm getting changed, even though it wasn't perfect, like the conditions weren't perfect because really I wanted to be closing my eyes and immersed in the experience. But I'm like, no, I said I was going to do it every day. So I am going to force listening to this recording while I'm doing the shower. I know that the results aren't going to be as good, but as long as I do it. And then I even felt a bit guilty (laughs) when she said, how did you go with that recording? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yep. I missed a day, but I I did it this morning. It wasn't the best. Um, So it was almost like I had to justify why I hadn't done it every day as opposed to I could have just woken up being like, oh, I missed a day. That's so good. I feel really good with where I'm at. I'm getting great results and awesome. I did it 95% perfect. (laughs) There's a piece around self-permission there, isn't there? Uh, Really giving yourself permission to to show up intentionally. Uh, You could have gone, you could have, viewed that experience a couple of different ways hey like mm. uh you you you're you know i'm i'm not being a perfectionist because i'm i'm going to do this in a less than optimal way i'm going to do it in the shower uh and so therefore it's like proving to yourself that it's not perfect but then really like you could have also just skipped the the shower meditation the less effective one in the first place and and yeah not not put that heap that stress and that opinion of expectation upon yourself in the first place yeah and I feel like the opinion of the expectation is where perfectionism can creep in because I remember talking to a client actually and she did not Mm self-identify herself as a perfectionist she's like no like um, a teacher so she always felt like she didn't ever do a very good job Um, she always felt like the other teachers staff members were kind of judging her and she kind of felt a bit sloppy and unmotivated and like she didn't put out very good work but for her when we broke it down I'm like well well what's what's the standard like what's the standard for you to know when you have when you have achieved something that you're happy with and she's like I don't have one so therefore she was actually running a perfectionism pattern because she was feeling judged all the time she was feeling like she was never good she was never a good enough teacher she felt like she um, could never live up to the expectations of the teachers and therefore her energy drove a perfectionism pattern, if that makes sense. So it's usually like the energy. It's almost coming from a place of fear or force. Mm. So so then going back to my original story, um, round two of this uh, listening to a recording every day. <laughs> Again, over the course of seven days, I missed one day had a really long day of consults. I came home and you know what? Kind of just wanted to watch Netflix. I've been I'm, I've been talking to people all day, which I love. I love talking to my clients. But then I kind of just wanted to zone out. And so I chose Netflix over listening to my homework recording. <laughs> and when I caught up with my mentor, the energy was completely different. I'm like, when I listened to it throughout the week, I was there. I was present. I was loving it. I embodied this experience of what I was doing. The day I missed, yeah, I just wanted to watch Netflix and that was okay for me. (laughs) 
And so I knew then that that perfectionism pattern wasn't showing up because the because I felt relaxed in myself. Mm. Perfectionism can show up in heaps of ways. Work, health is quite common too. Like we do get a lot of clients. There's usually two camps of clients. One camp of clients, they're like, oh, I'm not doing any of the things I should be doing. The other camp of clients are, I'm doing all the things. I'm eating healthy. I'm living, have an amazing sleep schedule. I have no toxins in my life, but they're running a perfectionism pattern because they feel like even that, their perfect organic diet is never enough because they still have health issues. So they must still be doing something wrong. So they have to do it 110%. So again, it's it's the energy. Do you feel like you're in flow when you're doing the things that you want to do? Do you feel like you're relaxed as you do it? Do you feel like you can put your head on the pillow at nighttime and go to sleep happy with what you've done that day and who you are? Or is your mind still racing because it's like, oh, I've got this and this and this and this to do. And, oh, gee, if only I'd said that to, differently to that person when I was talking to that person. Um, so, yeah. Have, have, you ever, have you ever done this? Like just spent time just looking at somebody in the eyes. We just kissed. <laughs> Have it, look at look at me for a second. Yes. So yes, I'm looking at you. Okay, just like look and don't make any facial expressions, no smiling, just like look, and then you just just be there, just looking into the eyes, and you just see uh, what what comes up as you as you do that, and and. Don't verbalize it. Just just notice it coming up, and um, and time. Yeah. <laughs> so so sometimes that's torture for some people mm. to 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 look into. I've got a point that that's torture sometimes for for people to to look into somebody else's eyes. I love Philly. I think she's beautiful. She attracts me. Uh, she motivates me. It's easy for me to look into her eyes. Let me swap her out first, say, one of my mates, uh, like a uh, first person that comes to my mind. Maybe Jared, my father-in-law. My bro- oh, I was going to go brother-in-law. Um, uh, I find, I would find it easier to do it with your dad. Okay. Then, <laughs> then, His dad's quite relaxed in himself. Yeah. Jaron okay. might get freaked out. Yeah, so, so Jaron. Hello, Jaron. <laughs> Philly's sister's husband. Anyway, um... You know, I, I just think about doing this with a mate. It would be like smirks. It would be awkward. But I feel like those reactions come from a place of insecurity. Mm. You know, especially uh, I find doing this with a, a blokey bloke with a blokey bloke, the insecurity is I don't want to come across as uh, I don't want to be gay. You know, like it might be that sort of a uh, like just for the split second might come in or um, if I do it with a, a an, another girl or something, uh, oh, I don't want them to think I like them. Or and these just thoughts just happen instantly. Sometimes, uh, like let's swap out the the looking into somebody's eyes. Sometimes when we look at ourselves in the mirror or in our mind's eyes mirror, we can feel insecure with what we see. And so, um, you know, we might, if I was to look into a person's eyes, we might like, oh, do I have anything in my teeth? Is, is my face enough? Did I brush my hair? Uh, is my beard oil? Uh, did I oil my beard? Is my beard all scraggly? Blah, 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 blah. Um, insecurity about my appearance, 
sometimes we can have those insecurities about our behavior and what we're doing and and we just can't look at ourselves in our mind's eye without this insecure uncomfortable feeling and that shows up as activity and doingness and and I think my my point is perfectionism is the label but what's underneath that label uh it's kind of like an end of a scooby-doo episode where they unmask the bad guy what's underneath what's underneath that um that perfectionism and i, I think it's an insecurity yeah almost always yeah um and we'll talk about core beliefs in a second but just backtracking as well which actually it aligns so self-esteem in nlp neural linguistic programming we talk about different meta programs that people are running so sometimes meta program meta programs are the combination of behavioral or thought patterns that show up so a meta program for example is self-esteem and you might have high self-esteem or low self-esteem like you're running a meta program that's high or that's low so if it's a low self-esteem meta program, there's a belief that you must earn the right to be worthy. So when you have that low self-esteem, you don't actually believe that you're just intrinsically worthy and, and enough, which we all are because we were all born as pure potential, clean slates. And so, and so self-esteem can get confused with self-worth because often people feel good about themselves and we have clients too so successful like multi-millionaires who feel like I'm good because I've created x amount of money or look at the award that I won or look at the family that I've created whatever it is however that self-esteem is only ever conditional if you have low self-esteem. So it's like, if I do this or I have this, then I'm good enough and I'm worthy. Now, the thing is, if you're running like an unconscious or conscious low self-esteem at a program, then you always feel like you're on this treadwheel, treadwheel of achievement and doing and trying to prove and gather evidence that you're worth via what you do or what you have rather than intrinsically owning that. And it can get really tiring because then, and, and that's where health issues show up. So thinking about some of the clients who, well, on the outside, yeah, they do look like they're completely successful. And, and you would think that they would think pretty good about themselves, but their body's showing up with weird health issues because inside unconsciously, they actually have core beliefs that they aren't good enough in some way. And that's the thing. So core beliefs ingrained in our unconscious state drives everything. These beliefs drive our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors and eventually our health symptoms and even the functioning of our body systems. So these are stored in our unconscious state, which makes up 95% of our mind and it's wiring our brain and our nervous system. So maybe I'll, I'll share a story. So um, this is 
bit of a combination of lots of people to protect privacy. <laughs> but we've had quite a lot of clients running perfectionism patterns. So always doing, always achieving, but never feeling like what she did or what she achieved was enough. So over the course of years, accumulating more education, more jobs, um, even on days off, felt really fight or flighty. And so <laughs> so here she was going up the ladder of, of her, her career, yet that didn't even feel good enough. So on her days off, she still was left with this empty void of, oh, I'm still not good enough. And so then she'd start filling in her hours with housework, lots and lots of housework, cleaning every single window, every tile on the floor got mopped. And of course, like there was no rest or recovery period for her. So over time, she developed anxiety, gut issues, food allergies, skin issues, PMS, and there was actually underneath all of that an underlying belief that she was unlovable and this really stemmed from her upbringing and never really feeling like her dad celebrated her efforts or her achievements and as a little girl these unconscious dysfunctional beliefs got locked in the unconscious state and caused these patterns to occur which then caused the health issues to occur. So it's super, like we see this pattern, really common common pattern with people who have experienced trauma as well um, because trauma, or it doesn't even have to be big T trauma, it could just be a distressing event, something that, that was stressful at the time, made you feel unsafe, whether that was physically or emotionally, and then bang, dysfunctional self-limiting beliefs locked into the unconscious state. It's almost always in an opinion issue and it's always internal distress and uh, where, the, where that stress comes from uh, it can be, there's many different reasons and ways but, but I, I often think what's stressing you out and the, and the, the, the question, the answer to that question is like what, what's, what am I choosing to, to let stress me out? What what am I, what am I choosing? What am I, what am I allowing to stress me out right now? Or what am I, what am I choosing to to not look in the eye? What am I choosing to to look away from? What am I choosing to mask? What am I choosing to avoid? Um, and why? That's why I think it it all comes down to some sort of a insecure, unsafe fear-based strategy that shows up in the category of of perfectionism or doing. Mm, Okay. So if you're listening so far and you're resonating with perfectionism patterns and everything we've said so far, I want to just, I guess, switch focus now to the physical. So how does perfectionism and the stress that comes from that actually start breaking down different body systems. So in our practice, we look at the whole self. We're looking not just at the physical body, but all the other bodies of you, your mental, emotional body, your energetic body, your unconscious body, your spiritual body, because it's all connected. And these other non-physical bodies are absolutely affecting your body systems. 
So let's talk about the adrenals, so adrenal fatigue, and then also gut health and how perfectionism plays out or plays a role in actually damaging and burning out these body systems. So we'll talk about adrenal glands first. So let's just say you have a core dysfunctional belief that you're weak and incapable. Well, that, and it was locked in before the age of seven when something happened to you and you had to make some sort of meaning about that. And you're like, oh yes, well, when I couldn't get up on the stage and share my talk with a hundred people and instead burst out crying, that must mean that I'm somehow incapable, that there's something wrong with me. So then those, those beliefs in the unconscious state, it's pretty much like a tiger chasing you 24 seven. It's like, you're not good enough. You're going to be found out soon. You've got to work harder. You've got to do more. You've got to cover this insecurity about yourself. And then this belief starts leading to behavior and a lifestyle that doesn't allow you to rest and recover or to have connection with yourself or possibly others as well. So behavioral patterns, uh, well, perfectionism, we talked about that before. You're like, you're doing, 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 nothing's ever good enough. Your mind can't ever stop. You keep tinkering away with things. There's a lot of fear and force coming from it. That often leads to a lifestyle where you're over-prioritizing work or the things that you do, definitely not prioritizing rest and recovery and highly likely not prioritizing yourself because you're constantly trying to make sure that everyone outside of you thinks that you've got your stuff together. (laughs) And so... And then that's essentially like broken rapport with yourself as well because you're trying to get external validation for other people rather than validating your own worth. So over time, your adrenals are pushing out all these stress hormones, um, cortisol, DHEA, and at some point your body can only produce so much for so long. And at some point, those hormones will start to deplete and that's when someone goes into adrenal fatigue and that's often where you start feeling energy issues, burnout comes along, it can affect your mental health, your immune system, uh, your physical body in terms of body pain, hormones. And then often as these symptoms come along, then you start attributing or acquiring other behavioral patterns so then you're going for the caffeine or sugar to try and pep you up or a wine at night to wind you down that's putting more physical pressure on your adrenal glands to the point that those little those little adrenal glands just kind of like conk out okay so I think it's pretty I think most people would understand how running this perfectionism pattern would affect your adrenals because of the stress that it puts onto your body. What about the gut? So how does perfectionism and stress break down the gut? And I want to talk about a few digestive organs, um, including secretary IgA, leaky gut, and your other digestive organs. So I would say like three main health issues that we see in our practice with body burnout or energy mood and gut issues because it's pretty uncommon. Like it's very, very common to see gut issues arise in perfectionism and overwhelm. So in a stress state, especially if you're now in adrenal fatigue, 
cortisol breaks down the gut in three major ways. So if you're overproducing cortisol and at some point it's starting to deplete, this cortisol is really catabolic. So it literally starts breaking down your organs. So one way that uh, cortisol breaks down the gut is that it switches you from this lovely parasympathetic nervous system state. So that's the relaxed state where you can rest and digest. And then in this stress state, you're going to switch over into the sympathetic nervous system. So in this state, you're actually not able to rest and digest. This also means you can't break down foods as well. And this can damage digestive organs. So things like, you know, your stomach will stop being able to produce stomach acid effectively your gallbladder will start struggling to produce bile and that will probably lead to sludgy bile or gallstones. Your pancreas isn't producing digestive enzymes very effectively now. So so not only are you having those issues, but you're not breaking down foods because you don't have the digestive juices there to do it. And this causes fermentation in the gut and it allows nasty bacteria, parasites, candida, to grow out of control. Before you go on to the second one, yeah. I, just an analogy, a, a language analogy when it comes to um, the gut. Think of the, the term gutless. What does that mean? It means fear. It means stress, anxiety, insecurity. And when you have the guts, you have confidence, you're secure. Mm. And, and a lot of times uh, the, the symptoms we, we are experiencing are signs of an unconscious or subconscious communication from, from our body um, highlighting or signifying a need that's not being met. So when we have gut issues, sometimes it's helpful to, to think of the language around that. So gutless, mm. um, what's, what's happening in here? Um, I'm insecure in some way. I'm afraid of something. There's a stress. Uh, there's an opinion that that I'm prioritizing, and it's ruling my whole system. Uh, I like I like looking at the the language of symptomology and and um, and exploring what that could mean mm. metaphorically and also subconsciously. And also, too, physically, we have so many receptors in our gut. So, so when you, when you feel nervous, a lot of people say, oh, I've got butterflies in my belly, or you might feel like you're feeling love and it's like, oh, I feel butterflies fluttering in my belly. Um, or actually our child woke up quite anxious the other morning. She said she was sick in And her she's guts. like, I need to vomit. My guts don't feel well. So we often feel emotion in our gut and and it's not just metaphorical, it's literally because we also mm. have heaps of receptors in there um, that are signaling, sending signals up to our brain. Okay. And then, and then when people ignore those signals for long enough, mm. it's just like, you know, those in Australia anyway, there's those wrong way turn back, those big red signs. You ignore those signs for long enough, you're going to crash. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. From from, from experience, I've just, uh, driven down the wrong way in Sydney a couple of times. Oh, and Longceston, Tasmania. It gets and confusing Hobart. sometimes. Like, you know, you might 
head off down the wrong way unintentionally and then all of a sudden you're just like, holy crikey, I totally am on the wrong side of the road. I'm going to crash. And that's like life. Sometimes we head down the wrong path, wrong way to go back. We ignore that for long enough. Crash, burn. Yeah, which is often why people develop more and more either like different symptoms or more intensity of their symptoms i mean we have we do get a lot of people come to us they're like oh it's been 10 years now and it's just getting worse and worse and worse i put off trying to get help because i just thought i'd give it time to see if it got better but it hasn't got better it's just gotten worse and the body is literally at this point screaming at you that one something is a wrong in your body systems but deeper than that there is a deep inner misalignment with yourself Mm. that is driving this pattern and I am not okay with that anymore so I'm going to use pain to get your attention (laughs) okay so a second way that we often see perfectionism and the stress that that brings break down the gut is to do with your secretary IGA so this is the immune response in your gut lining It's also the immune response in all your soft mucosal tissues. So in your sinuses, your throat, your lungs, your bladder, vagina for women. Um, And it's pretty much your first line of defense. So it's, it's, it's keeping out nasty pathogens from bay. And your stress hormone cortisol, so if you're running this perfectionism pattern, producing too much cortisol or now in adrenal fatigue, it literally suppresses secretary IgA. And this means that... You are now susceptible to picking up pathogens to grow um, inside your gut or sometimes you can even have just a bacteria or yeast um, microbes that belong in your gut, but now they're opportunistic given the right environment because your immune system isn't keeping everything at bay. And so that's where people can develop a whole heap of um, overgrowth of nasty things in their gut and also be more prone to picking up infections in other areas of their body. And that's why a lot of people suffering from GI issues due to stress can experience things like brain fog and anxiety and more aches and pains because these not only is someone usually in adrenal fatigue causing issues but also these pathogens are very inflammatory and they can systemically cause issues outside of the gut as well okay third way that the gut breaks down when there's perfectionism patterns so stress again particularly cortisol puts you into a catabolic state. So when your body actually, and a catabolic state means that your body is actually eating away at muscle tissue and pulling on minerals from the bone. So it's almost like you're not producing energy optimally, effectively, functionally anymore in your body. Instead, stress is actually pulling on uh, uh, nutrients from your your tissues in order to give you energy so it's almost like you're cannibalizing yourself <laughs> and being in this state um can definitely lead to a whole heap of of issues um including leaky gut so the easiest way for your for cortisol to pull on amino acids is within your gut lining and i've done I remember a few stool tests with some clients where it's just like, oh, wow, everything else looks pretty. Why the heck have you got such bad leaky gut? There's no pathogens. 
There's no other digestive organs out of whack. What the heck is going on? Then we cross over to the adrenal test and it's like you are in stage three adrenal fatigue. So literally stress has eaten away at your gut lining. It's not gluten. um, (laughs) It's not candida. It's the stress and the patterns that you're running that is actually producing this stress. Let's look at that language for a second. Uh, What's eating away at you? What's... What's eating away at you is eating away at you. <laughs> uh, metaphorically, something that you've been holding on to and not letting go of is is eating away at you. It's eating away at you from the inside. And sometimes when we explore that as a concept in coaching, we find some really interesting, interesting data that can be reviewed, and so I'm not. I'm not saying um, that every every symptom is a sign from your unconscious, but uh, it, in coaching, at least in my experience, uh, yeah. I actually would like say every symptom is a sign from the unconscious. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to say in coaching. Uh, I've found that it's so helpful to start there. So if, if you feel like your gut, if, if after you do answers and lab testing and all that sort of stuff and we find that there is, uh, say, pathogens eating you out from the inside in your gut, a neat coaching question to start with is like, all right, what's eating at you? Mm. Start Starting there as a first question is a really interesting one that yields interesting data. Yeah. So that's a cool segue. Like how how can you how can you fix fix? I don't know if that's the right word. How can you reprogram, rebalance all of this? So we're gonna do a little plug for the ending body burnout method. Doors are open at the moment. If you want if you actually are quite enjoying this conversation and you're like, Oh, this sounds interesting. This is a different way that I haven't ever looked at my body burnout and my health issues. Doors are open until the 29th of August. We also next week have a three-day live event where you get Chris and I for three days to coach you to – there's going to be like so many practical downloads and stuff to help you get to and identify your root cause and create an action plan for healing. So – so the way that we would address these body system imbalances, these physical symptoms and patterns that are actually causing them – is we take a holistic approach. So we always start with answers and that's where we run a bunch of lab tests, spit, wee, poo, occasionally blood. These tests go far beyond what GP and medical specialist tests for and they look at some really important body systems that are actually causing symptoms to arise. This is great. Like so many clients have been like, oh my goodness, I've been to this doctor and this doctor, all the labs are fine, but holy smokes, when we do a bunch of your functional medicine lab tests, there's so much going on and people cry tears of relief because now now they think, one, it's not just in their head and two, now we can actually do something about it. So that's always step one. Then step two is the big question, why? Like why did these body systems burn out in the first place? Because we could throw you a bunch of lovely lab-based supplements and a diet And you may feel good while you're doing it, but if you're not addressing the deeper root causes as to why the body system's burnt out in the first place, then your symptoms are going to pop up again, either the same symptoms or your body will send you a new combination of symptoms. It will happen. (laughs) 
And so we work with clients to address both physical and metaphysical inflammation. So really looking at, all right, well, what's where's your environment? Um, what are you putting into your body? Let's let's change that so that we're assisting physical healing. But then metaphysical deep root healing is a signature part of our functional medicine process that no other functional medicine um, practice in the world is doing. No. And this is why I believe we have the best functional medicine practice in at least Australia. <laughs> And so we're looking deep into the unconscious state, reprogramming beliefs. Um, we use uh, different trauma therapies as well for people who are stuck in the fight flight um, trauma brain loop and helping to regulate your nervous system. It's so beautiful. The beautiful part of our process too, talking about perfectionism, is um, it's perfect for perfectionists because – our process focuses more on being rather than doing. Old way that I used to practice before Chris came on board was, here you go, here's a treatment plan, do this, do this, do this, don't do this, this, this. And that's the way that most functional medicine practitioners, naturopaths, nutritionists practice. They just give you a bunch of things to do and not to do. But what we found is that people either couldn't do the things um, because there was unconscious self-sabotage going on or the people that were really good at following treatment plans followed the treatment plan, but they were so still stuck in perfectionism patterns that they were still producing a whole heap of stress in their body anyway. And so so if you're listening... So, so it was toxic, right? Well, it was and, toxic. And it becomes toxic and so it therefore... It actually fed the issue that the reason why someone developed body system imbalances in the first place and it was feeding this perfectionism pattern of I have to be perfect to get the results to get the thing so that right. I can feel good about myself you create this this environment this physical environment have all the 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 light uh the the best lamps the best purifiers the best this and the best that uh source the best organic ingredients and all that sort of stuff but in your the metaphysical realm of 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 your your existence is toxic and it's creating this this environment inside you that that inflames you mm. and like a couple of like real life examples is sometimes some people are so fixated on toxins in the environment don't get me wrong we live in a toxic world mm. it is probably more toxic than it ever has been and it is absolutely contributing to health issues however Sometimes people get into state, such a state of this is it, the toxins. I need to clear the toxins. I need to detox. I need to clear it all out. I can't go um, to this place or this place or, uh, you know, and they just get – it's fear. It's fear-based. And I see that with food as well where it's just like I have to eat perfectly. I have reactions to 30 different foods and I'll pull them up and I'm like they're all good healthy foods. It's like you don't have to be scared of them. We just need to work out why and eventually sooner rather than later you're going to be able to eat them again. But that perfectionism pattern will show up and it's often like fear-driven it then becomes very fear-driven because it's like, I am not safe to live in this modern world. It is dirty and harmful and I'm going to try my hardest to do all the things and live perfectly and be perfect and have perfect health. But really inside the unconscious state is like, 
you are sending me all the signals that we are never safe. And so I'm going to send you right back the signals through pain in your body, your symptoms to say, you got to slow down and chill out. (laughs) You are safe. You are beautiful. We are so resilient. Like our bodies, we have the perfect blueprint of health and we can be healthy even if or when we eat a bit of sugar or we breathe in some petrol fumes or we go into a moldy environment, you can be healthy when you're in line with all parts of yourself. That's what resilience is, isn't it? Being being able to to handle all these all this adversity physically, metaphysically, and be able to uh, not just survive but thrive. Mm. Hey. So just wrapping this episode up, don't forget about our three-day live Beating Body Burnout and Perfectionism event. It starts to... Next week. Next week. Sorry, <laughs> I was about to say today. Starts next week. It's not too late to register. It'll be awesome. And it, we find that this is a big, big uh, topic. Um, so it's not too late to register. And if you're keen to start the Ending Body Burnout method, doors are now open. Discounted prices. Apply now. It's awesome. Get to hang out with us and our good people that are in our tribe. Um, Get to the root cause of your body burnout. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode today. Take good care and uh, go ahead and have the best day ever. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever.